So it's a, it's a holiday weekend, and I'm really super fired up and excited because I love holidays. Anybody else love holidays? Awesome, right? And uh, also, it's this Sunday we're going to be kicking off and starting a brand new series that I'm really excited about, too. And so the title of our new message is Unleashed. Say that with me. Unleashed. Yeah, say it real manly. Unleashed. Or girls, you can say it, too, in your best manly voice, maybe. Unleashed, part one. And so we're going to kick this off today. And really, this is going to be a message, an invitation, and an inspiring message, I hope, for us to see that every single day, you and I have the power to unleash amazing, mighty things from heaven, or we also have the power to unleash some real not-so-good things. Evil, more, de- more, more depression, more anxiety, more anger, more lies. Every day, God gives you and me the power to unleash amazing things, or not so good things, evil things. And really what we're going to tie this whole message into is the power of the word of God. Because everyone can acknowledge this is important, but no one wants to do this. The key to your breakthrough is in here. And here's the more important part you and I need to hear and get, is what God wants to unleash is his word. He wants to unleash his word into the world because his word is powerful. Tell your neighbor, say, your words are powerful. Your words are powerful. If you're watching this online, put that in the chat. Say, my words are powerful. Now, my words are powerful and they matter, but guess what? If his word is in here, hmm. Some mighty things can begin to shift. We can unleash blessing. We can unleash hope. We can unleash encouragement. We can unleash resources from heaven. And this is the thing. We have to just not believe this. Because I think a lot of us believe this. We believe it's true. But God wants us to move from belief into active faith. By speaking it, we have to unleash his word into the world. Amen. So I'm excited to dive into this with you. Let's look at that first point. So the whole, the whole point of this message, the heartbeat of this message is going to be for us to learn to open wide. Somebody say wide. wide. Our mouths and let God fill our mouths with his words. The thing is, all of our thoughts and all of our mouths are filled with all the wrong things. And it's probably because I'm not in here enough. I, I'm filled with all the wrong things. I'm filled with ideas from the world. I'm filled with ideas from social media. I'm filled with ideas from, from Fox News and, and from CNN and from that guy at work and from that woman at work. And, you know, we have a lot of conversations with ourselves, or is that just me? That don't make you crazy, you know. See, and I, and, and I have a tendency to tell me all the wrong things. And see, I have these thoughts, you know, and I battle myself. And, and, and so we need to begin to invoke the word of God that says and reminds us, you know what, no, I, you have plans and a purpose for me. You have hope for me. No, all will be Save that call in the name of Jesus. Lo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will 
Fear no evil. Man, a lot of y'all read your Bible maybe. Right? Come on, Jesus. Right? And so, but it's on us to activate our faith. It's on us to know God's word. It's on us to not just see and believe God's word is important, but to be involved in this hidden love letter. You know this is a hidden love letter? And it's personal and individual to each and every single person on the planet. The thing is, the deep things he wants to tell you, man, it says that he hides his treasures. So you got to be active in finding what he's saying about you and speaking over you every single day. Y'all, we need more than just positive thinking. Some of us, some positive thinking won't hurt, right? It's, it can help. But we need to be more than just positive thinking. We need to be life-speaking. Life-speaking believers and Christians that are going to help other hurting, broken people. And sometimes, maybe I just need to encourage myself, right? Look at Psalms 81.10. If you got your Bible, you can turn there. It says, I am the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And there it is. He says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I said a lot of us, our thoughts are filled with all the wrong things. Our mouths are filled with all the wrong things. We say and spew all of the wrong things to the people that we love and care about the most. And God says, I am the Lord. I am your God. Remember what I did for you. Believe and trust. And if you open your mouth by faith, I'll fill it. And my message will go to the ends of the earth. We need to respond to what we know to be true. Who knows Jesus? Who believes Jesus to be true? He said, I am the way, the and the Life. Man, that's some good news. I know that to be true. I know that Jesus turned Ian, an old alcoholic who was addicted to sin, Satan, and self, into some crazy campus pastor in Holly Pond, Alabama. And I'm thankful. And I know that to be true. Apart from Jesus, Ian is no good. And what I come to know along the way is, I know that I'm only redeemed, saved, set free by His Son. And I also know that the power of His Word is what catapulted me to where I am now. And I'm not even done, I'm not finished. God's just getting started with me. But it's the power of His Word that declares His message, not just to the ends of the earth, but into the infinity places and spaces and cracks and crevices of man's heart, man and woman's mind, that redeems our minds, redeems our lives, redeems our heart. We must respond to what we know to be true. God said, I am the Lord your God, and I have delivered you from Egypt. Open your mouth, and I will fill it. Church, we must be speaking out, but we also need to let God, somebody say God, be the filler. Let the hope and the gospel of God be the filling places. I respond by faith and I let God be the filler. What do I mean by that? I maybe need to think before I speak. That allows the Holy Spirit to be the filler. You get into an argument with your spouse and you want to tell them how wrong they are and how right I am 
When you let God be the filler, you slow down. You let the Holy Spirit speak, redeem. Y'all, every single time I've done this, I've never not once regretted that I slowed down and took a moment to breathe, get over the hurt, get over the pain, get over the offense, get over the whatever it is, and say, Holy Spirit, speak. And he speaks in powerful ways. Anybody ever experienced that? I hope you're experiencing that on a daily basis because that's God's true heart and vision for us is to be in real, right relationship with us, to be speaking to us. And guess what? One of the biggest ways he speaks to us is through his word. You know, I meet and, 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 and counsel um, people that I love and care about, people in this church. Sometimes we all go through stuff. Um, people even out in the world and they find out that I'm really involved in church. And I hear people say sometimes, I just, I can't hear God. And a lot of times I'll say, well, how often do you read your Bible? Well, see, I just don't have a lot of time. Or it's just, I try to read it, but I can't understand it. This is for somebody. If you're not reading this because you can't understand it, I just said you got to slow down. Let the Holy Spirit speak. Every day before I get in this, I say, Holy Spirit, teach me your word. And guess what? He does. He makes it make sense. But I want to go back to, if you feel like God is not speaking, He is speaking every single day until He comes back. And it's not, I'm not hearing God because he ain't speaking. I'm not hearing God because I'm probably just lazy. Somebody say lazy. Put that in the chat. God wants us to be in relationship with him. And we need to open our mouths, open our lives, open our minds, open our hearts, and let him be the filler. God, fill our mouths and fill our minds with your spirit. Talk to us, God. Has... Uh, Anybody been to the theater and seen the new Top Gun? A couple of you? Man, it's so good. And uh, I, I'm not going to say that I uh, agree with Hollywood or agree with Tom Cruise's personal views on life. It, but we went and seen it for Father's Day, and it's the first movie we've went and seen in the theater since, I think, COVID. And uh, there's a part in that movie. If you haven't seen the new one, uh, who's seen the old one? Most everybody. If you haven't seen a new one, go see it. It's really, it's, it's worth your money. It's so awesome. It's powerful. And uh, it's just a feel-good movie. But So if you haven't seen a new one, this will make sense. Because in the old one, he does the same thing. As we were watching the movie, you know, I was, he, in the old one, this is for spoilers, sorry. Tom Cruise loses his best friend, his co-pilot. His name's Goose. And uh, he loses them because they get into a, a plane crash. And... Uh, Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, survives, but his, his friend Goose doesn't. And at the end of the first one, he's, he's lost in a place, and he says, he says, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. And in the new one, he, he says that a couple times, too, if you go and see it. And uh, it, it's powerful, but I just had thought, isn't it amazing how we will talk to all sorts of things? Dead friends that can't talk to us. We'll talk to our dogs. We'll talk to our cats. 
We'll talk to ourselves. And God's like, man, I wish you would talk to me. As I was watching the movie, he's saying, talk to me, Goose. I mean, it makes you feel good and it makes you sad and moves you. And it's emotional, but I was just thinking, man, we, how amazing it would it be if every single day we'd walk around and say, talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me, Jesus. Man, I bet he would speak. I bet he would talk. I bet he would teach through his word, through our lives. Say that with me. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to us, Jesus. I thought this would be a cool idea for a TV, uh, uh, T-shirt. You know, you got the aviators, right? They wear. And uh, put that on the front, and you could just say, talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me, Jesus. God, we need your spirit. We need him to talk to us, and he's talking to us every single day. Look at the next point. So here's the cool thing. We said our words are powerful, right? Even more powerful is God's word in our mouths. We want to open our mouths wide and let him fill it. So if we let him fill it, his words can be like spiritual dynamite, right? Releasing life or death blessings or curses. Releasing life or death blessings or curses. So if we're saying our words have the potential to be spiritual Dynamite, here's the cool thing. Every single day you get to choose what you're going to blow up. Did you hear what I said? Every single day you get to choose what you're going to blow up. Man, who's going to blow some stuff up tonight? Maybe tomorrow night? And on Tuesday night, maybe? No. All the sleepers said no. All the folks with dogs said no. Let me spiritualize this. Y'all, every single day you get to choose what you're going to blow up. You get to blow up the schemes of the enemy and say, not today, devil. No, I'm called. No, I'm appointed. No, I'm going in this direction because Jesus is talking to me. I'm in relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's teaching me. I've never been more happier in my life. No, God, I'm not going back. Or no, devil, I'm not going back. I'm going this way. You can choose what you get to blow up or... I'm going to get real for a second. You can come home from work. And the first thing out of your spouse's mouth is, do you know what happened to me today? And you can go ahead and add on to the fire. And you can blow some stuff up. You can blow your marriage up. You can blow your kid's confidence up. Because you didn't slow down and think. And you're the parent, so you know better. And. You say something real hurtful that you can't ever take back. Some of us are still battling words that were spoken over us when we were kids. You can still hear that word clear as a bell in your head. You're not enough of whatever was spoken over you. So I don't know about you, but I want to blow up Satan. I want to blow up hell for the glory of Jesus. I don't want to blow up my best relationships with my words, with my actions. I don't want to blow up my marriage or my kids' relationship or my kids' confidence or all the good things that God wants to be in 
be in and, and active in and, and live in and through. And when we invite God into those areas of our life, y'all, he blesses us far beyond we could ever think, ask, or imagine. Right? So every day we get to choose what we blow up. On the flip side of that, saying kind of the same thing, every day we get to choose what we unleash. So I can unleash the hope and confidence of God. If my wife is struggling, I come alongside her, tell her how much I love her, help her, tell her all the things that I see her doing. Or if that's my husband, if he's struggling, come alongside him and encourage him. Instead of cutting him down, cutting her down, I get to choose to speak life or death, blessings or curses. Look at Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. With the fruit of his mouth. Let's say fruit are our words, right? From the produce of his lips, our words, he shall be filled. There it is. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat of its fruit. Isn't it amazing? Who believes God's all-powerful? I believe it, man. I believe it with every inch of my body, every, everything in me. Here's the crazy, amazing thing about our God. He's so powerful, but he relinquishes, he, he anoints, he, he releases that same power into us through faith. And as we just read, it says we have the power to unlock the power of life and death. Y'all, that's powerful. With what does it say? With our tongue. Y'all, I had to pray about that this week. I had to set, and you ever had that word just marinate, Rob? You got let that word marinate a little bit? Like, what does this really mean? Shondar, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> amen, brother. Who's going to have steak tomorrow or tonight? Right? It might have been $40 for a T-bone, but it's going to be good. Right? But I had to think about that. God gives us the power to speak life or death, blessings and curses. We have the power to speak life over our nation or to continue to throw things onto the fire. We have the power to, to believe and stand and fight for truth and speak truth. Not just positive thinkers, but life speakers. Any life speakers in there? Speaking life, declaring life, speaking blessing. I know some of us, we maybe are in a place where I know that I'm blessed, but I'm in a season, I'm in a place, and I, and I, don't, I don't necessarily feel blessed. Anybody ever been there? You know you're blessed because you're in this, because you're a faithful child of God. You know who you are, and you know God's good, but you don't feel blessed. Because you're, you're in the gap. You're in the gap of the promise. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 5? He said, blessed are those. Blessed are those who are, are hurting. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are those. Right? Remember that you're blessed. And that authority and power God gives to us to speak life, to speak death, that power comes from our mouths. Look at Genesis. I love this. Genesis 1, 1 through 3. 
I believe I've used this as an illustration before, but just the power of our words. And so look at verse 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form or formless and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said. Say that with me. Then God said. Let's say it a little louder. Then God said. God opened his mouth and spoke. He used his words to form what he desired. He says, let there be light, and then what? There was light. Imagine that. Let's put ourselves in God's shoes for a moment. I just said, some of us, we know we're blessed, but maybe I'm in a place where I don't feel blessed. And so I wonder if a lot of us that were in God's shoes in this moment, we'd be floating like God, that'd be kind of cool, hovering over the, the deep, dark abyss. And maybe some of us are just, just existing, hovering, floating in our deep, dark, abysmal lives. And see... Where we get it wrong is we speak or we think, but what we do is we say, man, it's so dark in here. Man, there's nothing. Man, there's no hope. Man, this problem's terrible. I feel terrible. Not only do we need to think positive and speak life, but we need, I'm not saying we are God, but we are created in the image of God, it says, to be like God. So what we need to do is what God did. We need to take a lesson from Jehovah Jireh and speak the desires of God's heart over the problem, over the season. Because it was dark, God said what he wanted. He said, let there be, and there was. So we need to speak over our families, over our problems, over our circumstances, speak by faith. Speaking the things that have not yet happened as though that they are happening. As though that they are happening. And that does not call you a liar. That doesn't make you a liar. If you're speaking and praying prophetically over your life and where God is taking you, that's real faith. And it's going to take that to experience that breakthrough on the other side. So like God, we must, we must speak out in faith. We must speak what God desires in every situation. That's why it's so important we're in God's word. We need to know his desires. We need to know his heart. And so God doesn't desire you to be in pain in the midst of this season. You got to know that you are favored, that you are called, that God is with you, that he never leaves you nor forsakes you. That nothing can separate you from the love of God. No height, nor depth. Right? He's with us and he wants us to speak. Isn't it amazing? How It says that he formed the formless with his words. How do we form our thoughts? With our words. You form your thoughts with your words. And so God formed his good thoughts with his words. 
And so we need to manifest God's thoughts with his word. And we can begin to speak with authority and power. Do you remember what he gave the authority for Adam to do? What did he let Adam do? He let him what? Name his creation. How did he, how did he name? He had to open wide and speak by faith. God gives you and me that same awesome power and responsibility to begin to speak with power and authority. Look at that next point. So we have the power to speak life or death, blessings and curses. Every time we open our mouths, we unleash the power of heaven or hell. God and Satan work through the power of our words. So every day, we can choose what we're going to represent. I'm going to represent heaven. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Or I'm going to represent hell and the prince of lies and continue to speak death and speak life, make circumstances, situations, relationships worse. And so every day we have to not just see the power of our words, but walk by faith in what I'm going to actively live and who I'm going to actively live for ultimately. Am I going to live for King Jesus or am I going to live for Satan? Right? The world should know us Christians, not just by how we live, but how we sound. Not just by how we live, but how we sound. If we're clothed in Christ, we should be the salt and the light of the earth. You know, Jesus was salty, but he walked in love. You know, and his message was love. He would correct you. And so I believe we're still called to correct and call sin what it is, but we need to slow down and let the Holy Spirit speak so that we sound like heaven. Heaven is inviting. A lot of people are getting invited into hell too, but it's all lies and smoke and mirrors and deception. So we can't compromise truth, but the world should know us by how we live and by how we sound. I wonder why so many Christians sound like everything else other than heaven. I meet a lot of Christians out in the world doing my job. They'll be cussing at you like a sailor and then they find out you're a pastor. and <laughs> They quit cussing magically. <laughs> it's really weird. But what does that show you? That even deep down on the inside, they, they know God to be real. They respect me even though I'm not worth respecting, really. I, I'm just an ambassador for Christ. But isn't it amazing that even they understand? And even in that, in that, that next five, ten minutes, they can stop cussing. The power of God has the, the power to redeem and to tame even an un, un, unbeliever's tongue. Look at this. Look at James 3, 5 through 6. Y'all, James is probably one of my favorite books. You got nothing to read? Read James. You can, you can finish this week. It's only a few chapters. At verse 5 it says, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force to set on fire by such a small spark 
The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Think of how small the tongue is, but how great and how big of damage it can inflict. How many fires it can start. And how many fires it can put out. Our tongue is a part of the flesh. And it needs to be redeemed and tamed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it can be. And I just proved it to you by sharing when when I share with somebody who I am, they, they immediately quit cussing. I remember when I got born again 11, 12 years ago, y'all, I cussed like a sailor because I was a sailor. I was in the Navy, if you didn't know that. But when the Holy Spirit came alive inside my life, that was one of the first things to go. It was crazy. You will never hear me cuss. I don't cuss. I haven't said a cuss word in over probably 12 years. Not by myself, not when no one's around. Every now and again, I have a thought maybe of a cuss word. It's very random, very weird, but you know what? I don't say the word because I've allowed the Holy Spirit to redeem my tongue. To redeem my tongue and to tame my tongue. Now, I'm far from perfect, but if He can do that for me, man, He can do that for anybody. And here's a scary thought. Here's a scary word. Look at the next scripture. Matthew 12, 36 or 37. We said that our words are powerful. It has the power to give life or death, blessings and curses. And this is why Christians need to sound like Kevin and why Christians don't need to be cussing. Christians don't need to be sounding like the world, speaking like the world, because look at what it says. Verse 36, But I say to you that every idle word, every idle word may speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified, and get this, by your words, you'll be condemned. Every idle word. Y'all, I had to sit and think and pray about this and process this word this week too. Y'all, I need to speak to all my sarcastic people in the house. We got any of them? You need to lift them up. It's all right. I'm going to raise mine. My wife's saying amen back there. If you're watching online, you can't hear her. She's amen in that I'm a sarcastic person. Is it really worth it to get the last word in? Is it really worth it to vindicate that I'm the funniest one in the room? Is it really worth it to say that thing to get over on the next person for the sake of what? And get this, on Judgment Day, what are your words going to say about you because they're going to be your words so on judgment day your words sarcastic people I'm preaching to myself are they going to vindicate me by faith in Jesus Christ or are they going to condemn me it's not worth it tell your neighbor it's not worth it It's not worth it. I want my words to justify me, vindicate me. And not just justify me and vindicate me. Get this. 
justify and vindicate others. Because every single person on the planet is striving to be loved, striving to be accepted, striving to be told that they're, somebody's proud of them. And so every day I get to choose what I blow up. That's what we said, right? So I can blow up the schemes of the enemy on other people's life with my words. Or I can continue to pile on. Their life's already blown up and blow it up worse. Instead of unleashing heaven, I unleash more hell. And it sounds like, according to Matthew 12, we will be held accountable to those words. Right? Look at that next point. So I hope I've talked you into seeing that our words have spiritual authority and spiritual power to unleash heavenly resources, heavenly love, heavenly forgiveness, or evil things. Right? But this is what you have to remember. And Jesus, we're going to read it here, he gave us the keys to the kingdom to give us authority and power over every realm, physical, spiritual, relational, and financial. Everything in our lives is shaped by the power of of our words. Think how we just read in Genesis 1. God shaped the, the, then the unknown world with his words. You have the power to shape your known world with God's words. With God's words in your mouth by faith. See, the world wants to shape you and mold you, and it can if you're not careful. But God's called you to continue to name and mold and shape and form your life, your kid's life, informing things by faith. Jesus gave us that power. Jesus gave us that authority to declare truth over everything. Say that with me, everything. So if he gave us that power, he gave us the keys, why are we not doing that? Why do I continue to let the enemy have his way with me? Why do I continue to live less than? Why do I continue to tell the problem how bad the problem is? The problem gets worse. This is saying getting better. The problem's getting worse. The problem's become the problem. And the whole time I believe in Jesus, but I'm not activating my faith with my words. And God is speaking every single day. We've went over it. I need a quiet time, a quiet place where I sit and meet with the Spirit of God through the word of God, so that I can be prepared for whatever that day has to throw at me. Y'all, in some days, throw some stuff. Some days, throw some stuff, stuff. Right? I need to be in relationship with God. I need to see that I actually have the power. I have the authority. I'm not saying that we're God, but he has anointed us to be able to step into that type of authority, declare truth over everything. Look at Hebrews 11.3. We understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. There it is. So the things which are seen which are made of the things which were visible. Excuse me, I messed that all up. So that the, I read this out of the New King James Version. I normally read NIV. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. He declared things as though that they were, even though they weren't yet. So wherever you are, if you're desiring, if you're living for God and in a purpose and path that God has for you, you're living that out. You know that you're blessed, but you don't feel blessed. You need to continue to pray, declare, 
what God says over that promise. Declare it as though that it is, even though it has not yet happened. So what are you framing today? What are you reframing today? Some things need reframing because you know what? I bought a lie somewhere. And I believe this lie and I've been living this lie. That lie needs to be reframed by the truth of God. Are you framing anything by faith? I hope you're framing your family. I hope you're framing your spiritual life, your financial life by the word of God. Look at Matthew 16, 19. I told you that Jesus said he gives us the key to the kingdom of God, the key to your life. He says, I will give you the keys, and then I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you shall bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How do we bind and loose things? With our... You can try and bind and loose some things with your thoughts. Probably nothing's going to change. A lot of us, we pray in silent. You can do that. Keep doing that. But I wonder if God wants us to step into doing something by faith. Because I can think good things and pray good things in my mind, but it's not until I speak them, maybe that's not until they become real. They don't become real until, your faith don't become real until you actually physically do something. Faith without works is dead. So I need to believe. I need to pray, then I need to, some of us need to bind the evil things that's holding me back. And I need to loose the things, the good things, that God desires for our lives. The key to our lives is that we declare it. Declare it. In Jesus' name. He paid the price so that you can have it. Better declare it. We can have we say, oh, that's powerful. What do you need today? What do you need today? Have you declared it? Have you spoken it? Or have you just thought about it? You just thought about it for a while? A couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months? Maybe you need to begin speaking it. Hearing yourself say it. Praying it by faith. Finding scripture that lines up with that promise. Maybe God will unleash it. Unleash his word in your world. Mm. That's for free. Maybe if we speak it, he'll unleash it into our worlds. We've got the last point for today. So the next three weeks, we're going to be on this message excuse me, on this topic. And so what we're going to learn is, I've kind of just tiptoed it into those waters a little bit about using our words by faith. And we have some fancy church words we're going to go over. I know a lot of you know them, but we're going to, we're going to talk about how through praise and prayer and prophecy, we can unleash those amazing things. Who wants some amazing things to happen? Man, I'm, don't be shy. Give them to me if you don't want them. Right? Give them to me. I need them. Your pastor needs them, right? Through praise and prayer and prophecy, we can unleash the power of God in our lives, in our families, and in our world. Y'all, and you don't need me to tell you that our world needs some things of heaven to, to happen. And that's how, those are our keys. Those are our tools, how we fight for heaven and declare heaven over those things through praise. You need to be praising every day. You need to be praying every day. 
You need to be prophesying every day. I know not all of us are called to be prophets. Some of us have an anointing or a mantle of a prophet. But we need to speak by faith. That's all prophecy is, speaking by faith, listening and hearing the word of God, being in his word, and he'll begin to speak to you, I promise. And that's what we do. We can, we can declare and prophesy and praise over our nation as we celebrate 246 years of independence. The church needs to be doing that so we can continue to celebrate for another 246 years. Right? We're far from a perfect nation. We're still the best nation on the planet, and we've got a long way to go. Here's the thing. To unleash the power of God, I said this at the top, we have to be filled. Somebody say filled with his word. Look at Hebrews 4.12. As I was going through this message, I just kept hearing Hebrews 4.12. And you need to know this. So I wanted to end off on this today. The power of God's word is infinitesimal. It's, it's, it's above and beyond. It's, it's to infinity and beyond, right? It's, it's, it's all and everything. It's, the deeper you go, the, the deeper revelation you get. The deeper revelation that God loves you. And so, but look what Hebrews 4.12 says. It says, for the word of God is alive. Some, some uh, translations say active and powerful. Somebody say powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So as we continue this next week, how can we use the word, the authentic word of God, to continue to set us free Keep us living in the purpose of God and to continue to invite others to do the same thing and keep others that are doing that thing to continue them keep doing the same thing. This is why I know because everything was framed by the word of God. We've already established that, right? Everything was framed by this word. Everything will also be judged by that word because God's word's perfect it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive and powerful. We said we get to choose what we want to blow up on a daily basis. Because his word's perfect and he perfects his word, that means at the end of the day, everything will be judged by that same word. So what I want to do is I want you all to pray with me. And if you're born again, and Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you're in an active living relationship with Him, I want you to please pray for the lost right now. Pray for the lost world. But if you are here, and you're not in a real relationship with God through His Son, or you're watching us online and you're not in a real relationship with God and His Son, I want you to know that God's word is perfect. It declares that his son, Jesus, is the perfect, one and only, sinless, all human, all God. Laid his life down for your freedom. That's good news. But it also says, all those that reject or deny me in front of man, I will also reject and deny in front of my father. His word's perfect, it's powerful, but will be judged by that same word. So that same hope that's in the gospel, John 3.16 says, God sent his son. Also means, if I don't have his son, 
one day there'll be a place awaiting for me called the Lake of Fire. And I don't want anybody to go there. And if you're even confused, don't know where you stand today, maybe, maybe you don't know. If, if you know your relationship with God, you, you know your relationship with God. So if you don't know, you probably need to answer this message, to answer the call that God has for you. What I want to do is, if that's you watching us online or you're here in sanctuary, I just want to ask you right now. No one's watching you. No one's looking at you. But all I want, what I want you to do to show me that you hear God speaking to your heart is I want you to stand up right now. You got nothing to lose. Jesus Christ went and died on a cross for you. The least you can do is stand up. Hallelujah. There are people standing. There are people standing. Praise God, heaven is growing today. <laughs> Fam, thank you for standing. It's amazing that God's word cannot come back void. Real heavenly things are happening. What I want to do is lead us all in a prayer as the family of God just grew. So it's going to go like this. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We accept your son. We believe in Jesus. We confess that he is Lord. Forgive me of my past. Redeem my future. And send your Holy Spirit to redeem my life and to lead my life until you call me home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So awesome. Y'all clapping like God's good and it's Independence Day weekend or something. So awesome. Who's going to blow some stuff up like we said? For the glory of God though, right? Amen. Well, hey, we're so glad that y'all came. Thank you so much for coming to doing church with us. We love you. Y'all are officially dismissed.